I want to talk about speaking to your mountain tonight. And uh, I do this a little different from what, uh, you know, Dad always, he talked about Mark eleven twenty three and 22. And he talked about say it, but he had talked about the faith part. I want to talk to you tonight about saying. One of the important things you can do is learn when to pray and when to say. Most of the time, if we're going to receive, we need to just speak to it because that's what Jesus said. Now, in Mark 11, it says there in the first verse, he, when he drew near Jerusalem to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples. They got a donkey and he rode into the city. And uh, then in verse 11, and it said, And Jesus went into Jerusalem in the temple. So he looked around at all the things. When the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Now, he never spent the night inside the city of Jerusalem. He always went out to Mary and Martha and Lazarus' house at Bethany. You go out the eastern gate, which is walled up right now, up across the edge of the Mount of Olives, up, up through Bethpage and down to Bethany. I think it's about uh, three and a half, four or five miles, something like that uh, back then. Now, the next day when they had come out of from Bethany, he was hungry, verse 12, and he saw a fig tree didn't ha- and had leaves on it, and he expected to find something on it, even though it wasn't time for, uh, for figs. And the reason was, if it had leaves, it said it's supposed to have figs. In response, Jesus said that no man said, I want you to get that, said, let no man eat fruit from you ever again. So they came to Jerusalem. They went in the temple. And he'd run out, run the people out of the temple, you know. And 19 says, when evening had come, they went out of the city. They went back to Bethany. The next morning. Now they went right by that same tree on the way back that he had cursed. Now the next day, next morning, as they passed, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered away. Now, here's where we want to get to. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For surely I say I say to you, whosoever says this mountain be removed, be cast in the sea, and does not doubt that in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he'll have whatever he says. Now, it talks about a mountain here, and he was looking at the Mount of Olives. In the sea he was looking at is looking out across there, over there toward the, toward, uh, toward the Sea of Galilee, probably, is what he was looking at. Now, Strong says this mountain here uh, refers to, it's a figurative speech referring to problems, difficulties, hardships, and impossibilities. You know, we're going to find ourselves involved with mountains in our lives. If you're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you head to the West Coast, I don't care how far north you go, how far south you go, or what, or go in the middle, you are going to run into the Rocky Mountains. There's no way around it. And if you live on this earth, you're going to run into mountains. I'm talking about difficulty, situations, and all these sort of things that, that, that are thrown at us. You know, eh, mountains are inevitable. They're going to come to you. If you, hadn't, if you hadn't had one yet, you'll get it pretty soon. 
everyone's working on a mountain of some kind. You know, now, <laughs> some people tell you that you got to learn to live with your mountain. No, you don't. Jesus said, you speak to the mountains and they can be removed. You know, you have to speak with your mouth. You know, uh, some people tell you, well, you know, I don't know whether that'll work or not. Jesus said it would. And I want you to notice that he was, when, when they looked at the fig tree that he spoke to, said, look at it, it dried up. He said, have faith in God, literal translation, have the God kind of faith. And then he went on to explain the God kind of faith. You say, you believe it in your heart, you say it with your mouth and you get what you say. You'll notice that scripture have faith in there or believing in there once. The rest of had say in there three times. You have to keep saying it. Now, y'all have heard dad talk about a lot of things. I'm going to give you a little, a little, uh, history lesson from my point of view, uh, growing up in his house. How many of you have read his books and heard his tapes and stuff? So you heard a lot of stuff, but I'm a, you'll hear it from the opposite side now. Is it all right if I sit down and teach? If it's not, I'm going to do it anyway. Dad left that last that church in the middle of my third grade year, January 1949. And... We moved into a little place that wasn't any bigger than this platform and it had three rooms. And where you walk in the door and there's a little bedroom here and the living, the, it was called Bird Motel. There's a sitting here, here, and then there's a kitchen and that's it. And the reason we moved there is because it was right where Mama Papa Goodwin and some of you older uh, Rama people know about Mama Papa Goodwin and they pastored the church there. And they had been mentors of mom and dad when they were young. In fact, they when I was born and, that, and dad was pastoring in Farmersville, Texas, they pastored in Greenville right next door. And they had been dad, dad and mom's mentors. Dad preached uh, Papa's funeral, and I had the privilege of preaching at Mama Goodwin's funeral. Uh, I've, known them, I've known them all my life. But uh, there we were. And uh, now in that little place and I had a rollaway bed. My my sister and my cousin that came to live with us there at Van when she was 16 and my sister and, and her had that uh, bed and it wasn't a hide bed. It was one of them where you lift it up, you know, and it comes down one of them couches like that. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know, you, and some said, well, I don't know nothing about that. Well, the Bible said, let him as ignorant be ignorant still. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And so mama had the bed. So I had a rollaway bed. Now you young people don't know what a rollaway bed is. It, it folds up like this. It's got four legs with wheels on it. You let it down and you fold it up and get it out of the way. Well, guess where the only place was to put a bed? That was in what? There was a, a little, the bar area where we ate. And then the wall here that had the stove on it. And then there that's where the sink was here and sort of a u-shape and that bed just barely fit in that area and so that's where i did it 
from the time I was in the, in the middle of my uh, time I was in third grade until I was in the eighth grade, I had half bed, we'll travel. <laughs> and so then we moved from there up to, uh, up to Garland, Texas. And we got a little bit bigger place, but it was still, a, it, it was actually a three. This place was just three areas in one ear, one room, but then we had three rooms, living room, bedroom, a kitchen, and a back porch. Well, when it was summertime, my bed was on the back porch. When it was the winters, in the kitchen, you know. <laughs> and there we are. And Dad's going, traveling all over, and we're struggling. If it come to healing, but no, 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 no problem. We just say we're healed in Jesus' name. But now we're, we're struggling big time. And dad even had to sell the car and he was hitchhiking and riding a bus to go preach. And he is preaching, God wants to bless you. And so he got to praying about it. And God told him, said, you've got to do the same thing for your finances that you did for your healing. Well, he knew what that was. He just said it. I mean, anybody gets sick, they call dad. Any of the family, any of his cousins and uncles, aunts, they always call, call for Ken. Call for Ken. He'll, he'll, he'll call Uncle Ken. He'll pray for you. You get healed. And so we, now here we are, and he came home. We'd moved to another one of those little houses like that. And he came home. He got us all together, and he said, okay, we're gonna, we got to get finances the same way I got healing. And I said it. And he said, okay, now here's what we're going to do. Uh, wherever I'm at, sometimes he'd be gone six, eight weeks. Twelve weeks was the longest he was ever gone. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a wonder <laughs> that that I didn't rebel because he was gone so much. But he sacrificed so much to try to come and get me. He'd drive all night to come and get me where I could spend a day or two with him and then drive all night back so I could be in school. Uh, so I guess those those separate those kind of days like that caused me because I got a lot of my my friends, the preachers' kids, my same age that won't even won't even go to church because they said their dad didn't have no time for them. But anyway, <clears throat> here we were. He said we're gonna we're going to wherever I'm at. I'll write your mom. I'll tell her, and wherever you're at at this certain time. You just say, this week in the offering, we're going to get X amount of dollars. We started saying it. We started saying it. And, hey, all of a sudden, uh, things started to, to, to look a little better. You see, y'all, y'all, most of y'all all saw that and after, after we had got, we'd come up the ladder. But man, that, when we, me and my mom, my sis, and, and my cousin sister that lived with us, uh, we, we, during the week, we ate red beans or navy beans and cornbread. That was it. On Sunday, we did get roasted potatoes and that was it. And uh, I'm not trying, I'm not, I'm telling you all this because I want you to realize that you can get where you want to go if you do, if you learn how to say it like the word of God says, say it. And we started saying it. Then we got a little more finances, man, and it was really good. And uh, <laughs> Mama then, 
you know, she was, uh, she came home, dad, dad was home. Actually, he would average maybe being home, uh, if you put all the days and the few hours that he would drive, he would drive all night just to eat breakfast with us and we'd go to school. He spent an hour or two with mom and then he would get in the car and drive, uh, eight, 10 hours to start another meeting. He'd close on Sunday night and start on Wednesday night. He did that for years. He logged over 2 million miles driving a car to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We had his logs. And uh, so uh, we would do that. We started saying it. And mom came. We, Dad happened to, be, happened to be there. I said, uh, we put it all together. He would be, you, he would be there Christmas, for four days at Christmas. And then you put all of the rest of it together and probably... 14 days out of from September to the end of May, we get out of school. Now, we did get to travel with him in the summertime, but uh, we would we would see him and be, he'd be, we'd see him, you put it all together and be about 14 days from 1st of September to the last of May when we got out of school. And so uh, she said, told him, said, hey, uh, and, and she went to this, get her hair done at, at Ruth Scott's place. Uh, they happened to go to my <laughs> Lynette and dad's church back then. I didn't know all about that then. But, uh, and she had a beauty shop in the front room of her house. Okay. So we started, we started believing God for the money to rent that house. And it came in and I got a bedroom. <laughs> I'm in the eighth grade now. I'm in the eighth grade and I got a bedroom, but I still didn't have no furniture. So I put the rollaway bed in there. That's all I had in there, but I had my room. First time I ever had a room of my own. And I'll tell you what, if you don't have something, mama never had to tell me, keep that room clean. Never. That room, I kept it. Boy, it was good. So now, I told dad, I said, well, dad, everybody else, I mean, sis and them, they got a bedroom and they got a bed and y'all got y'all bedroom suit and everything. I said, I got that old rollaway bed. He said, you know how to get it, don't you? (laughs) So I started saying, I'm going to get a bedroom suit. Told old Chunky Mooney, my next door neighbor. Oh, they show, oh, there's a picture of the house. Uh, you see, see that door going straight in there by, by the mailbox. That was my room. There's a door going into the living room there inside. That was her beauty shop because I had an extra door there. And that was my room right there. That's it. And you see that little gravel driveway? Well, right there on the other side, they don't show it. That's Chunky Mooney. And all these people heard me talk about Chunky, my buddy I grew up with. See that, see that window right just past the porch there? Well, I could talk out that window right into his window. So we had... <laughs> When it was, when it's good weather, we'd lay there and talk to one another at night, you know, <laughs> but man, and so I started, I tell Chunky, I said, man, I'm going to get a bedroom suit. He said, well, you've been saying it for a while now. When are you going to get it? I said, I'm going to get it. Don't worry about it, Chunk. I'm going to get it. Now his name was James Kenneth, but we, we call him Chunky. That was it. And everybody in, everybody in Garland knew him as Chunky. I had, I did his funeral a few years ago. Uh, but uh, if I go back to Garland now and somebody hollers Hagen, I know that I went to school with them because that's what they called me in, in, in growing up and going to school. Because we had six guys 
in the in the, in our class, and they were all uh, either Kenny or Kenneth. And so when they were uh, Kenneth uh, Kenneth Leatherwood, they called him they called him Leather, and they called me Hagen and Kenny Hunter. Of course, that he was Hunter, he was just Hunter. And so I know that. Or if they holler Kenneth Wayne, I know that it's either family or somebody that was like family. And if they if they if they holler Kenneth Hagen, I know well there's probably somebody watching on TV or something. So I. <laughs> but anyway. We started saying it. We got that out. Then we started. Dad said, we're going to buy this house. So we went out. We walked around the property and we said, this house is ours. And we kept saying it. He told, And so he said, ask them if they want to sell it. And they came back and said, no, they, they just want it as rent property. They don't want to sell it. Dad said, yes, they do. They don't know it yet. <laughs> so we just kept saying it. We, we would, we'd sit around the table and we'd say, this house is ours. We say it's ours in Jesus' name. We claim this house. And so, you know, dad came home after we got that house and we was there and I, about, I, I guess it was, uh, about a little, uh, maybe the next year, uh, he came home one day, uh, maybe, maybe about a half a year. And, and he, he, he said, son, he said, you ever had a T-bone steak? I said, you know, I haven't had one. Of course, I'm, you know, I'm already in eighth grade. And so he said, well, we're going to have them. I had a preacher fix me some, and they're really good. So he went up to the store, Highlands Grocery, right up there, and had them cut some steaks, and he broiled them in the oven, you know, in the broiler. Boy, that's the first time I ever had steak in my life. Man, it was really good. And I still, I like ribeye steak. That's my favorite. And if you cook it past medium rare, then it's no good. But uh, <laughs> if you come from Texas, you know about that. You don't do, you don't you don't ruin a piece of beef by putting some kind of hunt sauce on it or junk on it. You know, the meat is the meat. You know. Anyway, so then then uh, he we, we then finally they said, yeah, they wanted to sell it, and so we started saying money for the down payment. We are saying it. Now, I want you to get back. We kept saying it. We kept saying it. We kept saying it. We said it. We said it just like we did for that aircraft. We we do this now. Every time I pray over my food, there's certain things that I, I say. Every time I say it. I say it. We talk about it. We say it. The important thing is to keep saying it. Now, I'll get to that in a minute. And so... Uh, they wanted to sell the house, so now we start saying, thank God for the down payment. I never will forget, I was in, the ninth, I was in what, about the middle of my ninth grade year, and uh, he came home from a meeting, and uh, he, he got in late on Friday night, well, early Saturday morning, and I got up, and I think I was, I was out, I was mowing the yard or something, and he hollered at me, and, and, and he, uh, he said, here, uh, give him a briefcase. So he told me the keys. I'm like, brought you He said, open it up. He said, take that envelope out. And I did. I took the envelope out and it, I pulled out and I said, well, what is this? I said, it's money. I know that, but what is it? He said, it's, uh, that's hundred dollar bills. I've never seen one. I knew it was money, but I didn't know what it was. So he said, count them. And I counted them out. 10 of them. He said, that's our down payment right there. Now you, you got to realize, Hey, that was 53. <laughs> So <laughs> you could get a down payment on a house for 50 back then. Yeah. 
<laughs> in fact, uh, you, you go look it up. I think you could buy a, 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 a Chevrolet truck for about $1,200, brand new one. But <laughs> So now here we are. And so uh, we got it rocked on down. We kept saying, you know, we're just saying it and saying it. We got the house and things started to come up and finances was better. And so now I go up to my aunt's. My mother's brother had, when he came home from World War II, his wife had left him, so he she had, he had remarried, and this this lady had a son, Charles, and he when he turned 17, he went into the Air Force, and we went up to visit him one, and she said, "Hey, Kenneth Wayne, listen, Charles is gone, and that that there's a there's a twin beds in there, and and if you'd like to have them, you can have them." I said, "I'll take them." Man, I took them beds. I put them twin beds there. Solid oak. Two beds. You could either bunk them or you could put them like twin beds. A dresser and a mirror. I still have those to this day. In fact, my son used them. He slept in them. They're they're in storage, aren't they, Kurt? I can go right to them. I know where they are. I saw them the other day when I was over in that storage. I still have those. Hey, they're solid oak. I mean, you, the drawers, they, didn't, they they got solid oak sides and solid oak bottoms on the drawers. I mean, it's not that press board junk like they'd use today. <laughs> so I got my bedroom suit, and it was fantastic, man. And great, you know. But I got it by saying it. Hello, I want to tell you, the important thing is to learn to say in line with God's Word whatever the need it is you have. See, dad always talked to you about faith and believing God. Well, that's right. You got to believe it. But there's also the saying part, the saying part of it. That's what I wanted you to get a hold of. And so now we rocked along there and, and he's driving a 49 Oldsmobile. This is 53. He's driving a 49 Oldsmobile. It's falling apart. And so uh, <laughs> I get up one Saturday morning and I look out in the driveway and there's a 53 98 Oldsmobile. And I knew he'd been preaching over in Fort Worth was just uh, about 70 miles away. So he, after he preached on Friday night, he didn't have to preach Saturday. He didn't have to go back till Sunday. So, uh, he, he'd come home and I looked out there and I said, Oh, I guess that, I guess that car ain't running. I guess one of the guys in the church let him borrow a car. Uh, cause you know, cause I knew that old 49 and, and so, uh, he, you know, he, he, he got up and, and he said, hey, you see the car? And I said, yeah, whose is it? And he says, mine. <laughs> or ours, he said. And I said, no. Nah. He said, yeah. He said, uh, he said, one of the men in the church has an Oldsmobile dealership. And uh, he gave me more money for that old, old car than it was worth. He said he's going to lose money on it because he's going to have to take it to the junkyard and sell it to for junk. But <laughs> And... That was that was the latter part of 1953. And, of course, he got the car by saying it. But from that day to this, until he went home to be with the Lord in 2003, if he wanted a new car, he was never without one. He had, he had hitchhiked. He had, he had rode the bus preaching the gospel. But we say it. We learned to say it. Listen, it don't matter where you're at. If you learn to say it, I mean, I'm with him. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in college. We're out in Oregon. 
we get a, I'm with him. We got the little trailer, him, me and him and mom. It's all us. And I knocked on the door and the pastor said that he's got an emergency phone call. And I, I went and he was resting in the afternoon. That's what he did. He would rest in the afternoon after he would speak in the morning. He went up there and I heard it. I heard him say, mama, 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 settle down, settle down. And I knew then it was my grandmother. And, uh, he said, what's the matter? And so then I heard him say, you go tell Sarah Jane she'll live and not die. And that was his cousin. And uh, so I know what Pat's mama said. That's what we called her, our grandmother, Pat's mama. I don't have time to tell you that story. So I would, uh, he said, no, mama, I didn't pray about it. I said it. Many times I heard him say that to family members that would call. And you see, you got to learn how to say it, but you got to believe it at the same time. Most of you've heard about faith, but you, you haven't heard this saying part of it. Like I'm telling it tonight. Now, some of you heard about them, him getting the house and all that, but you didn't know how we, how we did it. That's the way we did. I want to read Mark 11, Mark 11, 23. And I don't like to keep people all night, but this is important from Johnson's paraphrase truly anyone who speaks to that mountain yonder saying dump yourself in the lake now here's what you want to get a hold of and does not become separated from the statement he makes that person will actualize his statement you can't become once you make the statement you've got to keep saying it you cannot you, you cannot become separated from it. How many times during when we were coming out of it, how many times did the enemy try to come in? Oh, y'all not going to make it this time. And things, you know, things may didn't, didn't look like it was going to happen. And dad would say, keep saying, keep saying, don't quit saying it. Man, I've seen it come all more. I've seen it come to the deadline. But we kept saying it. I mean, man, one time I remember we had a, had a, a payment due at the bank. And, uh, you know, I, we was in that house right after we got into it. We was renting it as, at that time. And I knew we had a payment and dad was there. And I, I, I got the mail and it didn't cut because we get stuff in the mail, you know. And I said, Dad, what are we going to do? He said, we, we, don't say that. Keep saying, we said it. We believe it. We keep saying it. I saw, saw a truck, mail truck coming. It stopped next door. Five minutes to two because the bank closed at two o'clock. Special delivery truck stopped out in front of the house. I told dad, and he said, yeah, he ran in there and got his tie on, and I gave him, and then there's a letter. And, and the guy said, the Lord told me you needed this, but I didn't believe it, but I finally had to send it to you. And dad, said, and dad, dad got up to the bank just as the guard was locking the door. He knew him, and so he let him in. He went and paid the bill. I can tell you story after story. I'll tell you one more. 1957, I'm a... I'm a, well, it'll be 56, 57 school year. I'm a sophomore. We're traveling all over this state. 
and dad had a, he had a 55 Chevrolet pickup pulling a 43 foot Spartan house trailer. I drove all of this state when I was 15 and I turned 16, but we could, I couldn't get back home to get licensed. And so we had the car. Mom, mom didn't drive. I drove all over the state. I shouldn't have, but I did because well, we had no choice without any driver's license until I could get back home, roll, my, roll with Uncle Dub on the truck back and got my license and then come back. Man, we preached all the way from Eureka and Crescent City, all the way down to San Diego, all the way from Long Beach, Redondo Beach, all the way out in Toronto, out in the Death Valley. I mean, we preached all over this state. I mean, I knew... <laughs> And so we had pulled into El Monte, California, and we got the trailer set up, and we're going to do a meeting at the church, and it was Saturday, and we got to set up in the trailer park, and Mama fixed the last food we had in the trailer. We sat down, we ate it, and we thanked God, and we said, you will supply us with food. Well, actually, we thought that the church would do it. We didn't do it that We did it the next morning or on Monday morning because we went to church on Sunday. They took us out for lunch, so we ate. But, I, I, hey, listen, I'm a sophomore in high school. <laughs> I'm, I'm, about, I'm about six feet tall and skinny and, and hungry all the time. <laughs> So, but they didn't take us out after church. So we got back to the trailer and dad said, okay, let's do, we all stood together and we held hands, my sister, me and dad and mom. And we said, well, father, we thank you right now. We say that food will be supplied to us. And he told us, he said, okay, don't you say a word to nobody. You act like we got food. We sat down at the breakfast table on Monday morning. And we, we sat at the table. We said, we thank God for the food. He got ready to go preach. Sis and I did our work. He came back at noon. We usually would eat, but there wasn't nothing to eat. So we thank God. We said, we said, we said, we have groceries. Thank you for it, Lord. And that went on till Wednesday afternoon. He's resting after we, after we'd eat, he'd always give us the test and stuff and we'd send them in. We call it homeschool. We call it correspondence school back then. And, uh, so, uh, I heard, I'm, my sister's up in the front bedroom and I had a, I had the couch there. It was my bed and I was sitting there reading or something. I don't know. And I heard a, I heard a car and I looked out and it was a pickup truck and the whole back bed of that truck was full of paper sacks. That's when they used paper, you know. And I could tell they were groceries. <laughs> and the guy got out and he was walking to the door. And I, I ran and hollered at Dad. I said, Dad, a truck just stopped out there and it's got a whole bunch of groceries. So he come in there and the guy knocked on the door. And the guy said, Brother Hagan, ever since Saturday, the Lord been telling me to bring you groceries. But I knew you didn't need any. But it got so bad today, I couldn't stand it. So I just went and bought a whole truckload of groceries. You never seen a teenager unload a truck so fast in all of your life. And help mama put them groceries up and get get and start peeling potatoes. (laughs) Because I'm hungry. But we kept saying it. It didn't happen immediately. We ate the last meal on Saturday. That's 
Wednesday afternoon. But we kept saying it. 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 That's what you're going to have to do. You got to believe it and keep saying it. I don't care if it don't look like it's going to happen. You got to keep saying it. You got to speak to the mountain of debt. You got to speak to the mountain of sickness. You got to speak to the mountain of despair, of, of rejection, of guilt, of family trouble, unemployment, whatever it is. You got to speak to the mountain. In the early part of last century, the 20th century, a man by the name of Mallory organized an expedition to climb Mount Elvis. That's 29,028 feet above sea level. The expedition failed. He organized another expedition, a second time, and it failed. The third time, he got the best mountain climbers that the world knew of at that time. And they were climbing Mount Everest and there was an avalanche and he was killed. Mallory was killed and a lot of the party. Now later they're having a banquet for the survivors and in honor of the memory of Mallory and the rest that did not survive. They introduced the spokesman, one of the survivors. He rose from his chair. He turned his back to the audience and he pointed at Mount Everest, a picture. And they said, you defeated us once. You defeated us twice. You defeated us three times. But Mount Everest, you will be conquered. That's what you're going to have to do to your mountain, whatever it is. You're going to have to speak to that mountain. And you're going to have to call it by its name. And say, mountain of sickness, mountain whatever it is. I speak to you and you keep speaking it until it becomes a reality. All right. I've gone longer than I should have. It's 915. That's long enough. We've been there two hours, 15 minutes or almost, almost, uh, uh, yeah, almost two hours. Everybody stand up. Have I inspired anybody? How many of you are ready to speak to a mountain? Now, Hey, it said mountain, not mountain range. I realize we got, you, all of us have more than one mountain that we're dealing with. But I want you to get one mountain. One mountain that you're going to speak to tonight. And then you keep speaking to it. Okay? How many of you got it ready? You got your mountain ready? Raise your hand up like this. You follow me in this prayer. When I get to, and I, and I say, mountain of, you're going to have to put the mountain in. I don't know what it is. All right. You know what it is. And if everybody will talk loud, don't whisper. Talk loud. Nobody can hear you anyway, so it don't make no difference. All right. Heavenly Father, I thank you that in your word, Jesus told us to speak to the mountain. And it would have to go. I thank you, Lord. I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to speak to my mountain. And I expect it to go. Now, mountain of. 
put it in. Whatever it is, you speak to the mountain, you keep saying it. Mountain of sickness, mountain of disease, mountain of, of debt, mountain of whatever it is. You go in the name of Jesus. Every mountain has to go in Jesus' name. I thank you. We say it. 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 We say it and we keep on saying it. And we keep on saying it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It don't matter. See, somebody said, I don't feel nothing. You don't got to feel nothing. You just keep saying it. You keep speaking to the mountain. You keep speaking to the mountain.